everyone, a Nerd Named Mark here, and it's time for episode 121 of a Nerd Named Mark podcast. And I didn't realize it until um, like 48 hours ago or so, because uh, it kind of I flaked down on it because I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but I completely like just forgot that as of the recording this and the day it's going live this is the three-year anniversary of the podcast i launched it in 2019 this exact week leading up to san diego comic-con and i was like oh i have nothing special planned i was like "Mm," but i got you know if you've been following the youtube videos and my tweets and all the other episodes leading up to this i have a lot going on right now and a lot of big things happening this month, like, you know, a wedding and honeymoon and stuff like that. So I really just didn't have the time to put forth anything because obviously my focus is on that stuff. So I was like, gosh, shit. I was like, all right, well, luckily, you know, a lot of nerdy things have been going on for me. So I have a lot to talk about in that regards. So that's at least there. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, the video version of the podcast. I have been moving around a lot of my merch and reorganizing all my shelves. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot more manga behind me now because I started putting out my manga on the shelves, organizing it. I bought a bunch more. Uh, I think the last episode I talked about my Books A Million haul when I ordered stuff online from them. Um, I did place another order that's going to be here eventually or soon, hopefully. Um, I have some other stuff that I ordered as well. So I was like, oh, none of the stuff arrived on time. And I wasn't going to delay the episode because I don't have time to delay it. This is the only day I really have any time to do anything. So I was like, well, can't show off any manga and comics or any of that other stuff because I'm actually recording this on Wednesday and new comics came out today and I haven't gone to the comic book shop yet. So I will have to figure something out because I don't honestly know what I'm going to do for the next two weeks for episodes because I'm not going to be here. I will be between the wedding and actually no next week. I should be fine. The following week. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might have to take a week or two off just because I'm not going to have any of my equipment. I'm not going to have my computer to edit. And even though I could technically record one just on my phone, I don't really want to jip out the quality of audio and video to do that. I mean, video would be fine because, you know, the new iPhone video is amazing on it. But I just don't want to have to stress about doing an episode. So I may get something recorded ahead of time just to have go live. I haven't decided yet. I got to figure that out probably over the weekend when I have some more downtime to actually think about things. Um, That being said... Uh, yeah, so manga, I've been obviously buying a lot more manga, reading a lot more manga, um, and then there's also the fact that, you know, I've been watching a lot more anime, I've started doing some anime reviews, I do plan on doing more down the road, um, right now I'm just covering current anime that's airing that just started up, you know, with Crunchyroll, like, so Rent-A-Girlfriend Season 2, which is technically Season 1 Part 2, that's how it's being released in japan but crunchyroll here in the u.s they're like oh it's season two it's technically part two of season one um so been watching that watched you know love is war went back started watching um my hero because i took a break from that for a while and i was like yeah 
but most of my other free time is just organizing my displays. Uh, it's currently Prime Day, uh, day two anyways, a Prime Day, and I was looking at those deals, and I was like, you know, like, there's some stuff. Like, I used to get so hyped for Prime Day. Like, I, like, it, that used to be like a big deal. I was like, oh, it's Prime Day. I can't wait. I'm going to scoop up some stuff. I'm going to buy some things. It'll be great. And now I'm like looking at the deals and I'm like, meh. Like, there's one or two things I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, they have the nice ultra wide curve monitor that was like 215. And I was like, ah, but it was like 1080p. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, like, I already have the 1440p monitors. I don't really want to downgrade to 1080. So I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. You know, I will say though, as an Ultraman fan right now, if you want to get an Ultraman and you've been like kind of iffy on the price point, most of the Ultraman Blu-rays and DVDs from Mill Creek on Amazon are anywhere from 40 to 67% off. There are some good prices. If I didn't already own everything that was already released from Mill Creek, I would swoop in on these deals and get some Ultraman stuff because I cannot push Ultraman enough. It is so good. I was hoping, because sometimes Netflix shows get physical releases, I was hoping the, that Ultraman anime would get a physical release because I want that in the collection as well. But that doesn't seem to be the case right now. I mean, I have merch for it. I was like, why can't you give me a physical release? That would be great. Um, also, uh, didn't really talk about it. I was going to do a whole video audio review for Stranger Things uh, Season 4. I uh, just don't have the time. And I don't want to say I'm going to do it because I just don't have the time. It's the point where I don't have time to do a lot of things. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder came out. Um, That was a movie. It, it happened. Um, I will probably get into that later on in the episode after I get through like games and everything else. Um, I did check out the terminal list on Amazon. Good show. I had some issues with filming down this and that and some dull like plot movement and this and that, but other than that really enjoyable show. I'm not going to preach and say, oh, this is the greatest show. This is what we needed. This and that. No, it's really good. It's good. If you like that genre of stuff, like, you know, uh, Jack Ryan, Tom Clancy stuff, this and that, you're going to enjoy this. All right, flat out, you will. Um, I will not preach it as a gospel. Like, this is what Hollywood is scared of. This is what we need to watch. We need more shows like this. No, I'm not going to be like that at all. I'm just going to say it was enjoyable. Um, I did, out of curiosity, because I, um, I, I use Audible. That's one of my favorite apps on my phone. I love audiobooks. That's it's funny. I I like music. Not gonna lie, everyone likes music. You have everyone. Everyone listens to music. I don't constantly listen to music. A majority of the time, I'm listening to podcasts when I'm, you know, working out or you know, anytime I'm out, I'm listening to a podcast or an audiobook, Oddly enough, um, even when I'm you know working on stuff here at the computer, at video editing, and this and that, I'm listening to podcast, audiobooks. So I picked up. The first two so i picked up terminalist and i forgot the name of the sequel book to that i picked up those two audiobooks with my big stack of audible credits that i have and i i they're short they're nice easily digestible they're basically 11 to 12 hours audiobooks and i'm like that's pretty good compared to like some of the other ones like you know a lot of my hp lovecraft ones are really long um so 
this was in the Stephen King ones and this and that very long audiobooks, obviously, because there's like four, you know, anywhere from three to six hundred page books, novels and stuff. But these books easily digestible. Um, some of the st I could see why some of the stuff was cut out of the book to show, but that always happens anyways. But for pacing and story issues, it wasn't really pertinent. Same thing happens with anime and manga, you know, uh, 300 volume or 300 chapter manga will can be reduced to, you know, two seasons, three seasons, even at like 12 episodes each, you know, it's, there's a lot of filler this one, but these books are really good. Um, I, I, I would recommend them to people who like stuff like that. I don't think, you know, yeah, they were New York Times bestsellers, but I don't think these are like, oh my, like years from now, you're like, these are like books that you're always going to remember, you know, like I can go back and tell you, you know, reading uh, Stephen King's Dreamcatcher when I was in high, like right after I graduated high school, or was I still in high school when that came out? And I bought that book at... I think like, you know, how like grocery stores have like the book section. I think I got it. I'm like that type, like a big Y, which is an East Coast thing or like a Walgreens type place. And I was just like, I read that thing in a week. Like I went to school, was home, just read it. And it was so good. And that's still one of the books. I still have that copy. That's still a book that I'm like, this was so good. I love this book. Also aliens. I mean, you know, that's, that's obviously a thing for me. But yeah, so... Uh, Terminalist, good, good show. Uh, other than that, really, uh, I kind of stopped watching Miss Marvel. I, I'll go into that after. Um, I never, I didn't even, I didn't even check out Obi Wan. I was gonna now that it was done, and then I was just like, I don't need to watch this. <laughs> I really don't. I don't care. I'm not gonna. Um, honestly, just really, most of my stuff I'm watching is like anime and every once in a while like a lot of youtube stuff and you know trying and to play some video games as you can see if you're watching on youtube i got pokemon unite open i got we got a week left on this uh season battle pass going on um master rank but like i had such a string of bad luck that I'm not ranked within master rank, which is kind of upsetting, but I am close to like, if I can get like a good five to six win streak, I should be able to get an actual ranking, but this hasn't been the case. Solo queue for master rank and Pokemon unite is hot garbage. Um, and don't be, if you like, I noticed on YouTube cause I'll watch like Pokemon unite streams and this and that. And video like you know about you know patches and balancing this and that so what do youtubers say oh if you're in solo queue just do this method you'll you know sh you'll be op no like too many people and i notice when i'm playing with these in solo queue so many people play like they emulate the youtuber they're like oh they said put these items on them and go these skill tr these attacks and i should be dominating there's one thing to sit there and have someone tell you this is what you should be doing but if you don't know the fundamentals and you don't know that character enough, you haven't played at them, you don't know how they feel, the range, and this and that, and you're just trying to emulate someone else, you're not going to do good. You got to learn that, like, that's why, you know, whenever a new Pokemon gets released, everyone flocks to it. Like, oh my god, it's new, I'm going to, like, I'm going to dominate. It's like, well, you got to learn it, you know? Uh, that's why I went back to Mammoth Swine, because Mammoth Swine is 
very knowledgeable on him. I, you know, he's my most played Pokemon, my highest win percentage. I know that Pokemon. I know how to time everything now, this and that. Yes, when I'm playing as Sylveon and Espeon, I could still, um, you know, slap people around. Uh, when I want to play as Cinderace, I'm still crit, uh, you know, base attack, just dominating. Like, I have my, my and obviously if I go for Gengar, you know, it, it's, it's a done deal. But, like, I focused on these ones here, learned them in standard and everything else. So I know the timing. I know the range is down. And it's good. A lot of people, like, when I watch videos on YouTube, sometimes I'm like, oh, someone's doing a montage of top Gengar plays and how to be the best at Gengar. I'll watch this. I'm curious what they're going to say. And then it's like, okay, now I see all these other kids playing as Gengar, do, trying to emulate the same thing and missing their attacks and not timing things out. And it's like, just stop emulating what other people do. Learn, like... Don't go based off a thumbnail that says this is the best Pokemon to use and then use it, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's my little random Pokemon Unite. It's one of the things that's been frustrating me since, you know, the game basically launched. <laughs> um, and other than that, I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses again because Three Hopes came out and I haven't played a Dynasty Warrior style game since eight came out in empires so i never played the first fire emblem warriors i didn't play any of the hyrule warriors because as much as i'm a zelda fan i'm not a diehard zelda fan where i need to play every zelda game i still have not played breath of the wild i have the little collector's edition that came with like the master sword little thing i have that factory sealed in my closet with all my other stuff in storage actually no it's not factory sealed i opened it i took the game case out and then i just left the box because <laughs> the case is over there but I just haven't played it. Like, I will eventually. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm, I love the Zelda games. I'm a huge fan. Just not a diehard fan. So I haven't played the, any of the Hyrule Warriors or Fire Emblem Warriors. And then I was like, but Three Houses, I loved so much that I was like, I want to play this. But I was unaware of how the story works in those games. And I didn't want to, like, look it up because I didn't want to get spoilers just in case. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play Three Houses again. Why not? And if we were rewind time all the way back to 2020, the episodes I was doing then, you'd know how many hours I put in that game. I put, well, we were in the stay-at-home quarantine and whatnot. I put, I played all, you know, three playthroughs through each house. Uh, I put over 200 hours in that game. But I haven't played it since then because obviously that was in a span of like two, three weeks. So I went back and I was like, oh, I'm just going to do a new game. No new game plus. I'm just going to start fresh, new save file. And I forgot how damn good that game was. Oh my God. Like, I think that might be one of the best Switch games made to date. Like, it's, and it makes me like, I'm going to get three hopes. I'm going to play it. But it makes me wish we would get another Fire Emblem base game. Or at least take, like, Fades or Awakening and, like, bring them over to the Switch. Like, I, like, I love that style game. And it's such a niche genre type. Like, there are some, like, I picked up a game that was on sale called, I think it was, like, Dark Deity. And it's kind of like a Fire, Fire Emblem, like, Langrisser style. Because Langrisser is another franchise that's close comparison to Fire Emblem. Um, but they always have it. Langrisser 1 and 2 got ported and put in a combo pack. And I was like... 
40 to, uh, 40 to 50 dollars for those games is a lot dark deity i got it like 15 dollars even then like playing it i was like this is good but the evolution of that genre fire emblem has evolved so much and not in a gameplay but in like little things like fire emblem three houses fully voice acted they had the budget for it you know stuff like that and then you go play these other games that like dark deity which is a recent game and it's like i don't want to read everything like it'd be nice to like hear some voice acting but it's still good the one of the dark deity had a lot of loading times and that's what got me like that's kind of like what's been keeping me from playing it more langrisser is obviously an og but it's like not it's not as popular and widely known and mainstream like a fire emblem would be um so fire emblem has like this that whole demographic down it's kind of like the persona games you know um there's been a lot of emulation of that over the years, but nothing stuck like Persona. Same with like Disgaea. Disgaea took the tactic style uh, strategy RPGs and like they put, they made it wonky, shit ton of classes, gameplay mechanics, like stacking all your characters. Like they made all these extra things and combo and like they kind of have a niche on that. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, man, there's. There, there's like one IP per like genre that's just like the juggernaut of it and then some other ones that are trying to like get the crumbs off the table and there's some good indie ones that like you know do a good job but it's like it still leaves you wanting more it makes you hungry for another big name like I want another Fire Emblem I want well I mean Disguise 6 came out I think earlier this year um I should probably finish that um and there's Disguise RPG um, but then, you know, Persona, we had, you know, five Royal that we got strikers and I'm just like, I am predicting probably in the next couple of years, we're probably going to get Persona six announced, you know? Um, so it's like one of those things where it's like, you can play other games that are similar to those, but you want those main titles for that. Like, you know, another prime example is, uh, fallout, you know, I want another fallout game and even though I'm not the biggest Fallout fan, and there are a lot of games that are similar to that, obviously, like, but it's not Fallout, you know? And playing other games of that genre make me want that main title, that main, you know, king of that genre. And that's what I want. My phone's ringing. So that's kind of it for like my gaming rant and this and that. Like I really just want another Fire Emblem. I am excited to start playing Three Hopes. I'm going to pick it up this weekend because we're going to be traveling and flying a lot in this and that. I was like, you know what? This will be a good game to play on the plane, you know, while I'm like in my downtime when I do have downtime. So that's what I'm going to be, you know, doing with that. Um, other than that, not really a lot of games. Uh, I do want to finish another playthrough of the quarry. I started it. I just haven't really been touching the Xbox or PlayStation or anything lately. Um, it's been, you know, a thing. Oh, I forgot about watching Ultraman Decker started and it's on YouTube. Super Eyes Ultraman Connect, like web, like YouTube channel. Um, this is the new generation Dyna. Um, it's really good. First episode OP song hit good. New episode. I'm going to be doing a review for that. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about it right now. So, but yeah, no, I'm 
really, really enjoying Ultraman Decker, even though it's only one episode in. But then again, I'm biased. I'm a big Ultraman fan. Everyone knows that. So it's not really a secret, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else came out that I was thinking about and that I watched. Five minutes later. All right. Now uh, the interruptions are over. The phone kept ringing, so I had to take that call. Um, yeah, so <sighs> trying to think of what else I've been kind of watching and checking out it's just been like i don't know i'm going through kind of it's tough to explain and put into words fully what to call it but my attention and my need and my like excitement for a lot of things that i used to get into just aren't there and it's like I think it's kind of like a lull right now. Like even with like wrestling, like, you know, Money in the Bank was last week. And obviously I was going to do a video review. I was going to talk about it and this and that. And then I was like, eh, whatever. Like I go through like these like phases where it'll be like a year, two year, really deep in something. And then it kind of like fizzles out for like a few months. And then it's like kicks back up and the excitement's there. It's kind of why I mentioned Thor Love and Thunder earlier. And I said I was going to talk about it later on. Because it's the the comic book stuff. Like I saw a tweet where someone's like, you know, uh, we're in July now. July is halfway through, and we've had all these, you know, movies and like Marvel shows, Marvel comic book movies, this and that. And yet, the Batman is still one of the best movies to come out this year. That's a comic book movie, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's a hard agree right there. And you know, I have talked about Thor Love and Thunder and this is where I'm going to get into like the MCU stuff again and I know everyone's like beating a dead horse but I feel like when I talk about the MCU when I talk about Marvel Comics DC Comics what's wrong I'm not catering to a certain demographic on the internet like a lot of podcasters YouTubers and content creators are doing because I won't go for the easy keywords and this and that like no like it's writing related it's visual stuff and this and that it's i'm not gonna be like oh well we have a female main character this is gonna suck no i'm not gonna pull that because let's face it we've had great female main characters in all forms of media and genres when they're written right that's what it is it's not just the female presence that is ruining comics and movies and shows it's not so like anyone who says that's the like is using that as their main gripe don't know what they're talking about and i will gladly say that and i've been very adamant about it and if you know that's your main and like selling point to your opinion everyone's entitled to their opinion but i'll debunk it all day like that you're wrong and i could will point out what writing isn't working how the writing can work with legit examples and Thor Love and Thunder was that thing I was I was I was trying not to get overly hyped for I was trying not to get my hopes up or instantly think it was gonna suck because as we know in the comic books Jane becomes Thor and let's face it the domino effect of everything led us to you know Thor Odin's son becoming Allfather and becoming a herald of galactus and all those other great things we had war of the realms we had like so i'm not even gonna sit there and be like 
Jane Foster as Thor was never needed. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to bullshit, okay? Um, spoiler, not for the movie, but for the comics, Jane also becomes a Valkyrie, okay? I could see that being in a future MCU film, and I'd be okay with that as well, because the story around it, if it pulls even a fraction of what's in the comics, can work. The comics were written well. And a lot of people are like, oh, these are trash comics. It's not like, okay, why? And they're like, well, Jane's not Thor. I'm like, okay, well, what in the comic wasn't good, though? And they're like, oh, well, I didn't read it. It's like, okay, well, guess what? You didn't prove your point. I don't, this conversation's over because you no longer have any weight to your argument. You know, because a lot of people are hating on a lot of things and then they're contradicting themselves, openly admitting they're not even reading the comics. They're not even watching the movies. They're not even watching these shows. And I'm like, well, if you're not watching them, and then I'm like, and then they'll be like, oh, but I see the tweets about it. And I've seen the clips. I'm like, okay. You see people who already have a bias tweeting. You see out of context clips. And that's what you're basing everything off of. Okay, cool. Now we know. We know that you are basing a opinion that you're trying to put as a fact as you grasping at straws and just coming off unintelligent. That's fine. That's on you. That's what you want to do. You do you. I don't care. Thor Love and Thunder, though, this is one of the few times where I'm like, you had source material that, and they kept some elements of it. I will give them credit. Taika Waititi gets a little bit of credit. But my issue with Taika Waititi is the fact that what we do in the shadows, great, great. He did all right with some other stuff, but I feel like because he found that people enjoy his humor, he puts more of it into the next film he always works on. And I'm just like, it's the point where out of all four Thor, like four, Thor, I think is the only person right now that has had four freaking movies. Okay. And it's at the point now where you look at all of them. Ragnarok was fun and good. It was not and everyone who says it's the greatest MCU movie, that's your opinion. Um, I'm not going to bash your opinion. I enjoyed it the first time I watched it. I was like, whoa, this is great. This is colorful. Look at these worlds. Like, this is what I wanted to see different, like, worlds and realms and how great they look and so bright. And they gave us a hint that, you know, Planet Hulk, World War Hulk stuff with Hulk like that. And I was like, oh, they, they're hinting at, they're using some source material here. Yeah, they're combining a lot of stuff into one, but hey... I understood that reference, you know, but looking back on it, I honestly think the first two Thor films were the best of the four, just from a character accuracy standpoint. And I will die on the hill that the first Thor movie is a damn good movie. It's especially for Thor. It's a good Thor movie. And the humor that was in it wasn't at the expense of Thor. It was... Thor on Earth for the first time, no powers, banished by his dad, stripped of his powers, unworthy of the hammer of Milner, just un, unworthy. And then he's just in this, he's like just a foreign person in this world, not understanding it. Like, I still laugh at the coffee scene where he's like, this, this drink, I like it. Another, and he throws the coffee cup on the ground. I still, if my my lady was here, I would ask her. I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, I was like, this drink. I like it. Another. And then I'll pretend to throw the glass and sh 
but we laugh because like that that was funny that was good humor that wasn't humor for the sake of humor that was in context funny and dark world gave us a no pun intended a darker tone more of the lore of the, the of the, the dark elves and everything else and i was like you know what i'm digging this and i will never preach that i'm the biggest thor fan i used to read a, a good amount of thor comics then i just didn't care anymore and it wasn't until like uh was it was it evil sin or something sin original sin whatever that that sin arc was when he lost the hammer and then or well like the worthiness to have it and then leading into like jane foster being thor that everything else going on with mighty thor and this and that then going into war of the realms and now donny cade's thor that's this is the time frame when i got into it so Realistically, from a Thor standpoint, the last nine years or so is when I've been really, really reading Thor for consistently, like monthly. And I will say that I, I, I'm growing more into a Thor fan from a comic standpoint. I'm, you know, going back, reading older stuff on Marvel Unlimited. I'm really getting into it. And... Like, I'm starting to realize the MCU doesn't get Thor post-Dark World. Like, you know, he was Ultron was fine, this and that, but it's like, the whole Infinity War made sense also. But like, Endgame Thor, like Fat Thor, and all the jokes and this and that, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, like, it's entertaining, it's funny. Hemsworth is a great actor, he's really putting himself into whatever he's given for material. But I chalk it up to Ragnarok. You could see the writing on the wall that Thor slowly but surely was not going to be taken seriously. Yes, everything with the father and Loki and everything else, you know, get it. But everything after that with now Love and Thunder, I'm starting to realize they turned Thor into Chris Hemsworth character from the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. They made him a dumbass. They made him... The butt of the joke, pun, not even pun intended, literally cheeks out, you know, and it's to the point where I don't, if there is a Thor 5, if we, like, Thor should be a prominent character, and he should be taken with more not so many liberties, because a lot of liberties were taken with Thor's character in this. And I think also you could trace everything back to Guardians of the Galaxy. When Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 came out, it was fun, great soundtrack, everything worked. And then it's almost like, oh, this formula worked for this. Let's try and do this for all our movies. And it's like, no, I think some of the writing issues is what her Captain Marvel, besides the timing of that movie coming out, but let's face it, they're like, oh, we're going to put freaking No Doubt on the soundtrack, this and that, and it's like, we're going to put it to this fight scene, it's like, and then we're going to have all this, like, other elements and some humor, and it's like, no, it doesn't work. And now they're, they're taking the Guardians formula and trying to put it in other Marvel movies, and it doesn't work. It doesn't, like, that. what worked for Guardians is not going to work for Thor. It's... It wouldn't work for, you know, Eternals, even though they didn't do it for Eternals, but that's just a, you know, um, example. Um, 
And my only hope right now for the MCU is Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man has even the humor with Scott Lang, which I'm I'm still glad they went with Scott Lang uh, as the main Ant-Man, uh, just because choosing Hank Pym wouldn't. You got to use Hank Pym as like the flashbacks, like Shield and stuff like that, which I'm okay with. Like younger Hank Pym, that's fine. I do like they pick Scott Lang. Um, that that's my hill I'll die on. I think Paul Rudd is great. That's the one where the humor kind of works because it's kind of like, are you sure? Like it's not. It's tongue-in-cheek. It's not too much slapstick to an extent, but it's not whatever they did with Thor. And it's... Even looking at all the MCU stuff, I still think Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings is the best film they put out. I know a lot of people just hate on it, just to hate on it, with no real justifications. I think it's a great film. I And I'm one of the ones like... If I pause this podcast recording, I'll go in the other room. I'll dig through my comp of boxes. I'll pull out a stack of OG first print Shang Chi's from way back in the day, and I'll even be like, "Hey, you know, they weren't the best quality writing at all. They were kind of racist and stereotypical, but it's a good character." And the film, I think, is brought that character into a modern time frame just fine. And I look forward to a sequel. I really do. I think it'll be good. But Thor Love and Thunder, like, I'm not trying to spoil anything, so I'm trying to keep my mouth shut about stuff like that. And I'm so it's not really a review. This is a comic book movie as a whole. Like, everything seems so disorganized right now. And I miss when everything was grounded. And I don't mean grounded like a Batman film, like a Christopher Nolan grounded, where everything's, like, very murky, like, not gritty like realistic i mean grounded is on on earth like feet on the ground like i'm tired of multiverses space interdimensional traveling this and that and i know ant-man's gonna be you know the quantum realm which i'm okay with that makes sense for ant-man but like i said before time travel multiverses it's scapegoats for bad writing it's there in case you write yourself in a corner you don't know what to do. Oh, no, we did this with our character. Where, where can we go with this? Oh, what if the whole time this wasn't actually the character? It was a different universe. It's like, yeah, exactly. Let's do that. It's like, no, let's not do that. Let's figure out how to write ourselves out of this corner. We can be creative enough to tell the story to get them out of this. And that's not the case. It is not the case at all. And it's, you know, it's tough. And it's one of the reasons why, like, you know, I, I, I'm happy with my career, okay? I'm happy with my day job. I enjoy doing this podcast. I love having this podcast. I'm enjoying YouTube. By the way, 600 subscribers, thank you all so much. That I appreciate that. I know it's a small number to a lot of people. For me, who doesn't do this full-time, isn't balls deep in it, 600 is a lot for me, okay? And I appreciate that. But, you know... There's a lot of things I would love to do down the road when I have more time, a better studio, which is something I'm looking into uh, when we move, uh, possibly getting, you know, turning a room into a studio area and also to have more stuff on display. Um, and I just don't, I don't know, like there's things I want to do. Like I would love to do voiceover work. I know I'm very monotone in this and I'm not really, showing a lot of energy and everything else but like i am pretty good at 
a lot of different voices. I just don't, I don't know. It's uncomfortable doing it around people and like in live streams and stuff. And then I would love to be a, like, I've, I've written, like I minored before I changed all my uh, stuff over. Cause in 04 to 05, that wasn't really a big thing. I was an art major, but I was also focusing on English, like as to be a writer, like journalism and, you know, um, what's that other word called? Creative writing and stuff like that. I wanted to be like an author. I wanted to write books. I wanted to write comics. And, you know, I even had some, you know, electives that I could just take because I had extra, I needed some extra art credits. So I was taking like film study, film appreciation, stuff like that. Um, and I would love to get into that stuff down the road, especially now in 2022, how things have changed with like social media and YouTube and how good camera qualities are and you know editing software you don't need a big studio to produce something good you know so my thing was like all these people are doing all these things and you could sit there and it's it's funny when i do follow and watch a lot of people who actually genuinely are able to critique these shows and movies and show what could have actually worked and how to fix it and it's like these are just people who love this stuff and they're able to be like this one little thing would have changed it and it's like well, how did the people who are getting paid millions and this and that not seeing that and i'm like wow like this is ridiculous like thor really opened my eyes and i was already on the fence like you know from burnout of comic book films but i was also on the fence of just what's why and like i'm if you go back to earlier episodes, I explained constantly, it was always tough for me to turn off that side of my brain that read all these comics, that loved all these characters, to see them just misused in films. And it took me a long time to turn that off. You figure how many Marvel films are there now? Like 30? 32? I don't even know. And it wasn't really until like around Iron Man 3 that I was finally was able to just be like, you know what? I cannot go into these films as my comic book knowledge comic book fan mentality i have to go in open-minded like close the door on that area of my sub my brain and just go in from an entertainment standpoint just to enjoy a film and ever since then i was able to enjoy a lot of films but now even with that 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 mentality and how i think i'm starting to not enjoy them like we watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, when it was put on Disney+, Plus, we saw it in theaters, day one. My lady was hyped for it. She liked Scarlet Witch. She liked, you know, Doctor Strange uh, more in how he was in Infinity War, Finding Thanos, thought that was cool. And she saw the trailers, and I'm a Sam Raimi guy. I don't hide that. I love Sam Raimi. I, and we, we watched it again. We sat down, Disney+, Plus, and we were both like, this wasn't as good good as we thought it was and i'm like i like i was like i had it we i mean we had issues right when we got out of theater we'd talk about it in the car we have we're like that's our thing like we'll drive it home we'll just talk about like Yo, what was up with this what was up with that but like seeing it a second time not in a theater a couple months two months later just like i don't know it's a movie it, it was good i think i was more entertained by the Raimiisms that were in it you know that's what got me i love sam Raimi. I will. I'm a fanboy. I don't care what anyone says. Love me some Bruce Campbell. But it was like, man, like, I don't enjoy these films as much as I used to. 
and it's also the fact that like I want some like original ideas out there. I want some original movies. I don't. I want some new characters that, you know, which is why like I've been getting into indie comics more because I've been reading Marvel, DC, and stuff like that for so long, almost thirty years. Oh. My switch went to sleep. I've been reading them for so long. It's like, I kind of want some new shit, you know? So that's why I like things like, um, little monsters from image, which issue four is dropping this month or issue three. So, uh, issue four is it's so, so good. I'm really enjoying that and going through and you know, every once in a while now I go on like Kickstarter or Indiegogo and this and I'm like, yo, what's good for indie comics? Let's see some new stuff. Alternia comics, this and that. I'm like, what do they got? What's, what's some new stuff out that like, isn't these same superheroes in other situations, you know? So I, I need some freshness from my comics and my comic movies. And I'm really hopeful. I'm really holding out. I'm really hopeful. Like black Panther two will be good. Black Adam, I'm already, and I try really hard not to be pessimistic. Black Adam is already just like dead to me. I, we know from a DC standpoint, I've talked about it. We know I got the tattoo here. You can't kind of see it because of the light. I got the ion. I got the big Green Lantern on my back. I'm a huge Green Lantern fan, huge Aquaman fan, and I'm a huge Shazam fan. Uh, those are my top three from DC. And Aquaman's Aquaman, you know, the Green Lantern movie happened. I'm still in the standpoint of, from a comic book, just fun, campy standpoint, enjoyable film. Uh, and, you know, just poor timing for it to come out. Cause like you can't, you couldn't put any DC films out in that time frame because I, like, you know, Christopher Nolan's films were killing it, Man of Steel, stuff like that. When you compare it to all those, like, no, it can't compete. Um, but Black Adam, I'm just like, everything about the trailer, visually appealing, by the way, I will say cinematography wise, looks amazing. And Pierce Brosnan, Dr. Fate, that might be one of the only reasons why I want to see the film, even though I kind of don't like the helmet design. I think it does need the eye holes on it, but that's just me. Uh, I will say just how they're presenting Black Adam as a character, as like an anti-hero, not this badass villain that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Superman and Shazam, and that's not how he's being presented, don't, doesn't appeal to me. Uh, but I am hopeful Black Panther 2 does good. Uh, I'm really hopeful for Ant-Man. Um, honestly, I think Marvel needs X-Men. They really do. They need Fantastic Four. They need these other characters, because we've been getting... You know, if you look at it from the MCU started to now, outside of Phase 4, we'll just take Phase 4 off the plate. We've literally just had the same characters over and over again. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Hulk, Ant-Man. And, you know, then they introduced Captain Marvel. But Captain Marvel really hasn't, when you think about it, hasn't done much. Like, from an on-screen total time outside of her own film. But then it was like, in Guardians, but then it was like, okay, Guardians Volume 2. Iron Man got three movies. Captain America got three movies. Thor got four movies. Ant-Man's about to get a second movie. You know, we've had technically four Avengers films, like, and no Hulk films. No Incredible Hulk counts. 
Incredible Hulk counts as MCU. I don't care what it says. So if you look at how many characters have gotten movies in Black Panther also, but that's like it. That's all the people they've been relying on. And it's like, now they're like, oh, let's introduce more. Shang-Chi. Okay. The Eternals. Mm. Uh, now we're getting into, you know, that's it. Those are the only real, like, new ones we've been introduced to from a film standpoint. Then the show, they're like, okay, well, you know, let's do a WandaVision show. And let's have Falcon and Winter Soldier. And now Miss Marvel. And then they're going to do She-Hulk. And it's just like, okay, cool. But... There's already all these established characters that I wish they would make canon and bring them in. Daredevil. He was in Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, technically Matt Murdock was. I mean, we had Luke Cage. We had Punisher. We got the Defenders, technically. Like, they're, they're, bring them up, you know? But I don't know. It's, that's just me rambling. I, what do I know? I don't work for these companies. I have nothing to, I'm just the person who spends my money to watch these things. So it is the point now where I don't think the people who are putting their money, the public who's spending money to go watch these things, what they want doesn't matter. What their opinion doesn't matter. It, I chalk it up to almost like the wrestling community where like on the internet, everyone's like, push this person, push this person, push this person. And they don't listen for the longest time. And then they do. And everyone's like, oh, now you want to do it? Ah, and it's like good for like a week or two. Then they're like, ah, this is boring. It's like... Because they'll do it just for the sake of doing it and not have, you know, a full logistic reason why. And that's why, like, the MCU stuff and comics and movies in general just aren't appealing to me. And I, like I said before, when I started this whole rant, I'm not going based off of, oh, female leads, this is horrible. Oh, no. Why would we ever have a film with a, the main characters a, a female? This has never been done before. This is the end of the world. That's not how it fucking works. Okay? And... Yeah. And I'm not gonna go out and, you know, call people names and start labeling people. It's like, hey, if you... If that... Like I said, if that's your standpoint, why? Then I don't know what to tell you. Like, you just aren't thinking right. And it's frustrating because Marvel... I feel like they know what they're, like they don't know what they're doing right now. Uh, DC too. DC's in the same boat, honestly. I can't just say Marvel, but it's only because Marvel's pumping out how many fucking movies a year and TV shows, and it's just like, and you have to watch all of them to understand everything that's going on, and I hate that so much. Like, I don't like being forced to have to watch stuff I don't want to watch to understand the bigger picture. It's like building a puzzle and a 200-piece puzzle, and 10 of the pieces that are dead center that would finish it are taken away from you unless you go somewhere else to get those pieces actually that's a pretty good analogy i'm proud of myself although i'm pretty sure someone's made that analogy before i haven't i'm not that creative but yeah uh thor love and thunder if you want entertainment it's it is entertaining but the humor was just too much for me i'm and we're going through that phase so remember when we went through the phase where like everything like christopher nolan's dark knight trilogy was out so like let's make everything dark and gritty and it's like yeah Let's do it. And now it's like, oh, Guardians was good. Thor Ragnarok had humor. Everyone loved that. Now, like, everything's comedy from Marvel. And it's like, no, please stop. Like, ugh. But also, it doesn't hurt, help that, like, a lot of non-comic book movies, just movies in general, are all wash, rinse, repeat, formulaic. 
like in the movies that break away from those formulas don't do good so then studios don't want to green light more films like that you know it's it's exhausting it really is but you know uh that's it for that and i'm thinking you know three years is a long time i'm I'm very grateful and thankful for everyone who's been listening to the podcast. Those who come over and watch it since I got back into doing video versions after I stopped for a long time because I didn't really wasn't happy with the quality of the videos. So then I was like, let me let me get some equipment. Let me let me upgrade more. And uh, everyone has been along for the ride since July of 2019, seeing the evolution of the quality of the podcast and this and that. I appreciate everyone who stuck along for the ride. All the new listeners and viewers, just appreciate all of you so much. Um, hopefully now, after I get married and everything else and come back, you know, it's going to be a few months of this setup still being the same because we're under a lease. Uh, we will, like, you know, we are actively looking into a new place, a permanent place, not renting. Um, so that will give me more freedom to have an actual, like, extra room for an office and actually do it the way I want and have the setup because I've already got in my mind how I want the setup. It's just finding a, the, the proper place, you know? And I look forward to continuing to grow the podcast, continuing to grow the YouTube channel, evolving it more, upping the quality even more. Right now, I'm working with limited space, but the equipment, you know, getting more of that, getting better, always evolving and bettering myself. And that's, you know, obviously the goal. Um, I got a lot more stuff I'm working on. Uh, it's been fun, you know, doing this for another year. I think this was my most consistent year of the three because, you know, there wasn't really a pandemic to mess everything up for me. Uh, I, I'm kind of sad because, like, convention season, I haven't really been too hyped for it. Uh, you know, we had Anime Expo. We saw what happened with everyone after that, everyone getting sick. Uh, I did not realize that San Diego Comic-Con is the same weekend as my wedding. So obviously I'm not going to be going to San Diego Comic-Con. And I have missed Comic-Con so much. This I've been to Comic-Con since 2019. So this is like three years that I'm not going to a Comic-Con. I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore. I really don't. I miss it so much. Um, there's Crunchyroll Expo and TwitchCon. I'll probably be going to those uh, for TwitchCon. I have to reach out to some companies that I've worked with in the past because I I like to work conventions if that's weird and like just going buying a ticket and going like I kind of like get burnt out really quick. So I'm like, OK, I saw everything. I guess I'll go home. Wow, I spent all this money. But if I'm working a convention, I enjoy that more and I'm not doing press anymore. I'm not doing media. Obviously, I stopped that for, you know, a long time ago. I'm retired from that. I got my little lanyard over there with every media and press badge I've ever gotten. And I always look at it and it like just reminds me of like the work I put in and kind of also like a, a reassurance and a justification that, hey, I put in the work. I earned those. I busted my ass as a freelancer, having my own site, you know, I didn't, no handouts, you know, like, I, like you know, it kind of reaffirms that I bust my ass, I do this for me, I do it because I enjoy it, and it's something I want, so I always keep those out just to remind me, 
and humble me a bit. So I'm those are two conventions that are definitely on the list. I you know as much as I missed conventions over the years, like now I'm just kinda like I guess we got spoiled with all like the online stuff, you know, like the streaming events like fandom and this and that. Like and I feel like that's kind of more appealing to me is to be able to sit at home and watch panels and this and that and have them on demand than to like have to go to a convention like a hall h situation okay i gotta line up for six seven hours sit down sit there for like two three hours and then what if i gotta pee what if i'm hungry what i gotta poop can't poop you leave you don't get to go back in so yeah conventions i i'll probably get into that later on at another episode but I thank you guys for checking out the podcast. This is episode 121 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the red subscribe button. I got a lot of other videos going up. If you're listening to this, whatever your listening platform is, make sure you subscribe to it. Like some of them have like a little subscribe button or a follow button. I don't know every podcasting freaking app is different for what you have to do. Uh, if you haven't, I'm on Good Pods. I have my own ac- creator account for me and the podcast. Download the app. Uh, go ahead and follow the channel of the podcast on there give me a follow as a creator it's really cool i've discovered a lot of podcasts through that app it's not a website it's just an app it's good pods they have a twitter account too i've actually been really enjoying it and i'm like wow this is you know pretty freaking cool like i've discovered at least a dozen podcasts that i never would have found thanks to the algorithm on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify and that's not, but I found them very easily via Good Pods, and I'm that it's it's really amazing. I think not a lot of people talk about it enough. And just for disclosures, this is not an ad. They did not contact me. I'm saying this of my own volition. Like I just I'm really enjoying that app. But I thank you guys for listening and watching. This has been a hundred episode of 121 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm.